Okay. Uh, Rati, does it, it kind of work? Okay, I just gonna put on my hearing aids one second. Okay. Um, okay, today we'll have a little bit of a I'm talking to everyone here. Um, a little bit of a different program. We already began with some some kirtan. And uh, I'll continue from the Bhagavatam. I think it's chapter 38, I think it's 39 now, in the Akura Leela. And uh, Rati, I think on Tuesday, we can also organize something 7.30 to 8.30 for Lord Nishringa Day. So I'll also start something on Lord Nishringa Day today, a, a little bit. And then uh, we have a nice guest. Um, Swami Padmanabha Maharaj, he's a sannyas disciple of His Holiness Tripurari Swami. And we have some relationship. I think it began with my Monday morning greetings. He has a kind of, I don't know, similar mind, but you know, kind of an intellectual mind, like things organized philosophically. So from that we had some kind of contact. And he's writing a book and, and Sarup of the Jiva, very philosophical, and he sends me the chapters to be what's called Purva Paksha, the opposing view. And then I offer, it's very friendly, so we kind of developed a friendship. And I know that uh, he regularly stays with Dina Bandhu, Prabhu. So uh, he informed me that he was coming and he programmed, so I thought we can kind of do it together. So I'll speak until 11 o'clock. Um, about 12, 12 o'clock and then he'll speak for a half hour on Lord Nishringa Day and then maybe we'll have some more kirtan and then we'll take the prasad it's Italian day at the Sadowski <laughs> <laughs> so but for just in the yard, I was there to check on the kitchen that it's authentic <laughs> but it, it, it Anyway, it wasn't offered, but it looked good before it was cooked. Okay. So let me... Um, okay, reading from the Srimad Bhagavatam, Canto 10, Chapter 39, Text 41. Om Namo Bhagavate Vasudevaya 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 Namajya Tasmin Salile Japan Brahma Sanatanam Tadeva Tatrushe Kuro Rama Krishna Samadhito Omegana Timurandasya Vananjana Shalakaya Chaksur Vandalitamyena Tasmai Sri Gurade Namaha Sri Chaitanya Mano Vishtam Sapitam Yena Bhutale Svayam Rupa Katamayam Tadati Sapadantika 
Vanchakalpa Tarubhyasya Kripa Sindhu Vayevacha Pratitanam Bhavanebhyo Vaishnavebhyo Namonava Sri Krishna Chaitanya Prabhu Mityananda Siyadvaita Gadadhar Sivasade Gaur Bhaktavinda Hare Krishna Hare Krishna 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 Hare 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 Rama Hare Rama 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 Hare Hare So the New York Rathiatra is coming up and from the indication I got even from people on the my conference here that people are actually coming even from out of state uh, Henry he's coming and he's kind of a cautious type so uh, it seems at least temporarily there's uh, some in the clouds is some sun. We just hope the clouds don't cover it again. But uh, it's really nice to uh, get together. And uh, I forgot who was telling me, but um, oh, I, actually, it was. I'm, I'm sure it was, but COVID's nice. I'm uh, not COVID's nice. <laughs> uh, I already said COVID. I already got that term, COVID. That. You know, that COVID's nice. What was nice? Now I forgot what was nice. <laughs> um, the Zoom class in COVID is nice. Um, but there's something about the personal contact that we're all missing. That's why I let the kirtan go, besides the fact that we have a very nice kirtan here, being a bonder. Maybe we'll also, after Swami Padmanabha Maharaj speaks, we'll also have a little more kirtan also. And uh, and I always like this kind of program. I call it the church program. You know, I think they figured it out for hundreds of years in religions that on Sunday, it's kind of best to have it in the morning. And then you can enjoy the rest of the day. So... Uh, so let me just start with putting this in context here. Um, such a significant Leela. Because we know from the Chaitanya Charitamrita, I like I like the phrase the mind of God. And I think that's a real speciality of our tradition. We actually get to see, if you want to please someone, you have to know their mind. That's why we say uh, Rupa Goswami, Sri Chaitanya Mano Bhishtam, the, the, uh, Bhishtam, the secret of the mind of God, he knew. And how do you know the secret of the mind of, of God? How do you know the secret of the mind of anyone? You have to have to love them. That's the whole essence of bhakti. That's why I speak, spoke, spoke this morning. Bhakti is the Abhideya Tattva for, for our philosophy. It's the means of knowing because God is a person. And people only reveal themselves when there's a demonstration of love. You can't understand a person fully by intellect or analysis. There's a limit because a person has to give himself. So it's the same thing with God. In fact, we're reading this morning in Chaitanya Bhagavad. Lord Chaitanya's preaching strategy with Saraboma Bhattacharya. He, he pretended 
that he was his disciple initially. That you're so learned and I've, I've, I've come to see you, know, see you. And then he exhibited the, the symptoms of a disciple. I'm completely surrendered to you. You know, whatever you, whatever your idea is, whatever you want, I, I, I will follow it. And guyam ayachi pricheti. Guyam, my secret, my heart, I will reveal to you. I will reveal to you. And, and, and what is bhakti? Prabhupada said that God does not have the defect of impersonality. He said, Krishna is responsive. So we, in this bhakti tradition, we really, we really get this insight into the intimate, inner mind of God. Especially in Vrindavan, where he is not restrained by people's sense of reverence. When you have reverence for someone, or someone has that relationship to you, not reverential, but he has a, 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 a relationship with you of seniority, then the inner side has to be kind of checked. You don't reveal the, the, the inner side. And, and therefore the speciality of Krishna is that God comes not in a majestic position so that people can relate to him very spontaneously and he can reveal his heart to them spontaneously. That's why in, in Vrindavan there is Vipralamba, where there's such deep separation. I believe in Bhagavatamrita, in one place it kind of re reserves that term for Vrindavan. Because it's a special type of separation. And what's the special type of separation? It, it's a separation from a real intimacy where the love is even deeper. And that love is so deep that God himself wants to experience that. And therefore has to come to, as his own devotee. So we actually see in the Chaitanya Charitamrita, and this is why this is connected to Rathayatra, we actually see in the Chaitanya Charitamrita the mind of God. What is he actually thinking of when he, he wants to be a devotee? He wants to have the sentiments of a devotee. So we actually see what are the sentiments that God is aspiring for. And he's aspiring for to have the sentiments of his topmost devotee, Sri Radha at the height of her separation. And therefore, to nourish that, we discussed this many, many times, that one of the methods, one of the main methods in bhakti, of getting bhakti, is poetics, drama, poetry. Because what poetry does, it just doesn't tell you something. It encapsulates a feeling and then makes you feel that. It communicates that to you. So Lord Chaitanya, we can understand by what he was listening to and what verses and what stories he wanted to hear, what kind of mood he wanted to develop, what was his inner, what was his inner desire. 
what is what is the mino bishtam, the inner desire of, of, of God, actually? The whole story of Chaitanya is what's the inner side of God? God wants to have the highest devotion. Otherwise, he can't be God. Because God needs the supreme enjoyer. There's no sense to the term God. Even us, we try to get control in different ways. It's natural. But why? To be miserable or to enjoy? So God tries to, God, God is the controller. If God is the con- supreme controller, he has to be the supreme enjoyer. Otherwise, what's the sense of God? So then we have to look, what is his enjoyment? God's enjoyment is bhaktiyanand, the essence of his own potency, which he puts in the hearts of his devotees. And when somehow or other that same potency is reflected back, that's God's pleasure. And somehow or other that same energy that comes from God, when it comes to God, that's God's pleasure. But what God realizes is, in this rasa, in this energy of love between him and his devotee, it's a better experience to be the lover than to be the beloved. That's a better experience. So for God to be God, to be the the supreme enjoyer, he has to have that experience. So that's the story of Chaitanya. God is trying to get that experience. And how is he getting that experience? And how is he teaching us to get that experience? We have to hear what's called Rasa Shastra. We have to hear this, this Shastra these books and things based on these books that perfectly encapsulate that mood. Because that's what poetics is. Poetics is, is it communicates experience so that you feel the experience. But from the, the experience in the world to the feeling of your experience, the technique of communicating that is called Natya Shastra, poetics. It's called poetics. And, and, and it's done in a particular way. And it's very expertly done. And if it's not expertly done, then it doesn't work. And what we understand is that this is a reflection of the spiritual world. Where love is perfect. And it's perfect in, in, in the exchange of emotions in various ways. In terms of different bodies. So to recreate that, because generally what, what, what a, a dramatist will do is he'll say, you know, a lot of times artists, this is kind of a, a psychology I learned, not all artists, but many artists, they kind of have a disconnect. With, they don't identify with their parents. They don't identify with their father. They don't identify with their mother. And, and generally it creates a lot of emotion. And therefore, the only way they can deal with this churning of emotion is to constantly want to express it. <laughs> you know, uh-huh. to constantly want to express it. So, so let's say that artist, it, 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 he sees, he has experiences some tragedy. You know, there, there's some romance. Or if you're patriotic, there's some kind of chivalry. 
And then what he wants to do is put this in drama and poetry and music and song so that you can have that same experience. And of course, through the history of Natya Shastra, these things like that, there are many theories how this was very spiritual, how this is very uplifting. But what Rupa Goswami discovered is that, I told you this before, that the Bhagavatam that predates historically what the Natya Shastra was, was already composed perfectly. So his conclusion is that was the spiritual world. And what the duty of great Vaishnav teachers are is to experience that and to be able to communicate that. And especially through drama and poetry, and which means the Bhagavatam. And and it was actually speaking, because in Lord Chaitanya, if you understand Lord Chaitanya, Anarpita Charim Chara Karunayavatirna. Anarpita means it was never what he was experiencing and, and, and his, his realization of the intimate side of the spiritual world. Anarpita Charim Chara. Anarpita means not given, Charim Chara, for a very long time. Billions of years it wasn't given. So no one really knew this experience. So he, 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 there was a few books, Jayadev Goswami and Chandidas and things, but he wanted more based on the Bhagavatam. And people would, would, would write that. They would, they would write, and it would be checked by Sarup Damodar, who is Rasika. Rasika means he was a connoisseur. Connoisseur, he really had people find taste and find taste is, is not a bad thing because culture can impact the consciousness and there's a science of how the world should be organized so it impacts the consciousness and so connoisseurs are, are, are necessary because they know what good music is they know what good food is they know what good architecture is they know what good relations are so, so Surutama, there was a connoisseur of this experience in the spiritual world. And he was, he wanted that literature, but it wouldn't go to Lord Chaitanya. Because when someone is a cultured person, he can't enjoy something that's not nice. Right? Like Greg, you, you, you remodel homes, right? If you, if you walk into a home and it's not done properly, it's distaste. But someone who doesn't have your skills, right? Then they say, oh, oh, oh it's, it's okay. Right? But when you actually know what goes in to making a nice construction. And when you were in Colombia, right? You looked at, wow, look at this and how they did this and how they did this. And, and wow, and all the... But if it wasn't done good, there'd be a certain distaste in you. That wouldn't be there normally. So... Architecture, building, arts, music. You see, Dina Bandu is shaking his head. There's probably some music that just disturbs you. It's <laughs> <laughs> and, and other people, other people will like, wow. Or a cook. You know, some people, as long as it's white, has sugar and milk, <laughs> it's a great preparation. Right? <laughs> 
But cultured people, they know really what it's like. So, Lord Chaitanya, Lord Chaitanya, you know, was, was a connoisseur of this love. And, and, and therefore, by understanding what he was listening to, we understand what his aspirations were and what his feelings were. And um, the story we're reading now is, is really um, one of the things that he would listen to. The, the Kuru Lila, how Krishna was leaving Vrindavan. And, and we just read, what are those emotions of those devotees? I was listening to a tape today from my godbrother Partha Partha uh, Sarathi Das Goswami. I've been in contact with him. And he said, we don't even have a frame of reference for what the beauty of Radharani is, what the qualities of Krishna are. But we have a frame of reference. But we can't imagine it because God is supreme. So what is the supreme the supreme beauty? What are the what is the supreme feeling of love? What are the supreme emotions? And therefore, when we practice Krishna consciousness and read the Bhagavatam and follow the practices of Krishna consciousness, especially, the example is right here in the gopis. Because the verses before, Krishna has left. And when they left, it was like a picture. They were just so stunned. They were just standing there. And they were so emotional. Krishna sent a messenger and said, I will return. I will return. And then as soon as he left, they said, no, he's not going to return. <laughs> he's not going to return. And what their feelings were, they would just stand. So Krishna, he had to send a message. I'll be back in, I will return. I'll be back in two days. Don't worry. And they felt immediate relief. And then, then he left. Oh. Emotion went deep return. We may never see it. And that's a separation from the highest connection of love, the strongest emotions, the strongest feelings of praying. I, I, I will return. I will return. But then it, it just, and then what do they do? Chant here about Krishna all the time. Chant and hear about Krishna. I think that's the message I get today. You know, say hello to Drista and Rudrani. God brother and his wife retired, but chanting and hearing, as I, I spoke to just the other day, that's what people are supposed to do when they retire. Of course, preaching, but hearing, that's the process. The wives of the Brahmins, I was speaking about them this morning. You know, they, they, their ears, hearing Krishna Kata became the ornament of their ears. I think it was called Karna Purai. The ornament of their ears was Krishna Kata. I'm preaching to myself. I'm chanting more, but I'm not. I realize I wasn't hearing enough. And they both have to be there. Because if the hearing is not there, you don't have the proper conception for the chanting. So I'm hearing more. 
lot of nice tapes, a lot of elevated Vaishnavas. That's what, that's the example. And, and, and by that, especially this, not only hearing, but when, when you when you hear with others, it, it, it gives Krishna special pleasure because that's what Srimvata Swa Kata Krishna Punya Shravana Kirtana Hidyantasto Yabhadrani Vidanoti Sarit Satam. Krishna is Sarit Satam. He's the well wisher of the devotees. Surit Satam. Surit is a particular type of friend. There's different types of friend, but Surit is the friend who is the benefactor. Surit also means good heart, close in heart. And Krishna is close in heart for the devotee. And what pleases him? Srinvata Swa Kata Krishna Punya Shravana Kirtana Hidyantastoya Badrani Vidanoti. It cleans the heart of Badrani, of everything that's inauspicious. We suffer due to Abhadrani. We suffer because there's things in our hearts that are klishta vritti. Klishta vritti means bad thoughts. And what are bad thoughts? Attractions for things that, are, are, that don't actually elevate the consciousness. But we get a temporary pleasure from them as the mind degrades. And an aversion to things that elevate the consciousness. We don't like it. And the greatest benediction one can get is a good mind. And what is a good mind? We have attraction for things that are good for us. We have aversion for things that are bad for us. We're not there yet. But what is the process? Srinvata Swa Kata Krishna Punya, Shravana, Kirtana. Shravana, Kirtana is Punya. Abhadrani, Vidhanoti. Vidhanoti, it cleans. Because Krishna is Saritsitam. So they were hearing. Always. And that does something to the voice in the heart. Because God's pleasure is the voice in our hearts. God's pleasure is our hearts. That's why he... Eko Bahusham. The one became many. Why? To have receptacles for love. All is one is no love. Everything is love. All is one. Where is there love? Love is an energy between people. So you say, all is one. It's so interesting that you know the yoga world became so impersonal, and they won't talk about love. <laughs> but the, the, the conclusion of the whole thing is there's no love. So Krishna, Eko Bhakusham, the one became many. And what's the heart? The pleasure. The pleasure is love. What is love? It's a voice in the heart. To please, to serve. So God hears that. He hears that heart. He hears that heart. And then satisfies the three desires of that heart. The three desires of that heart 
is I want to be with that person. Well, actually, from our side, our three desires. I want to be with that person. I want to have a relationship with that person. And I want to serve that person. And then he reciprocates, because that's why we were created, for that reason. For, the, for God's pleasure and for our pleasure. So now in the story what happens is, I've been speaking on this for so long, he comes and he, he's the minister of Kamsa and he's going to bring Krishna to, well, he's, he's asked to bring Krishna back to Mathura. We know that he's a great devotee and this is all reconciled. He's bringing Krishna back to Mathura so Kamsa can kill Krishna. That's externally, but it's really reconciled in so many ways. Because he's actually bringing Krishna back to save his father from that demon Kamsa. Mm -hmm. And also to for the the Leela, I heard the other day that this is special in the material world. Gamya a gamya. Coming and going. That's not there in the ultimate. They're eternally with Krishna in Kishore Krishna, but there's special things in this material world. I heard someone give a class. So I don't have the authorization, so I'm trusting these things, right? Like Krishna's birth, he gave four things. But a gummy, a gummy, a coming and going, and the, and the sentiments and the feelings of that. So that's important for this rasa, for Krishna to experience this rasa of the, of the love of the devotees and what they feel like. And now he, he's taking them on the chariot. Now they're gone. They're, they're just waiting until they can't see the dust anymore. And then they become completely frozen and then go back devastated, chanting and hearing. And then Akura, because Akura is... He got in trouble for, and he got in trouble because when he left, he, 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 he evidently he didn't pacify Mother Yasoda. He should have, you know, went to Mother, yeah, I will come right back, something. He just left. It was a big mistake. So later, there was some curse or something, and he, he stole the Shamantaka jewel and had to leave. He was in Varnasi for a while, and there was something that happened there. But, um, but at the end of that story, what happens is they, they stole it, and he gets this Shamantaka jewel, and they give it back to him, because he, he could do so much worship. So he, he knew all the rituals. Akura was, I think there's some other name of him in relationship to his father, because his father was an incredible, learned yogi. So, you know, he, he, he follows the rituals, so... I guess when you come to the Dom and you leave the Dom, you, 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 you take bath. So he took bath and he, he went in the river and he sees Krishna and Balaram. And they left on and then he goes back to the chariot and Krishna and Balaram are there. It's like Brahma Vimohan Leela. 
He's, you know, Rama steals the coward voice, comes back, they're still there. You're not dealing with like an ordinary person. And, and there's, you know, there's a deep philosophical point that's going to be made. Krishna really never leaves Vrindavan. When we speak of Krishna as the as Swayam Bhagavan, there's one God. But according to our relationship, he may appear in different ways. And, and we all have that if you have many relationships, a spouse, a child, a, a father, a boss. You're different persons to different people. And ultimately what you are is your heart. That's, that's why Krishna's Akila Rasamrita Murti. He's the full embodiment of love. He's the full embodiment of love. That's what you are. You are a, 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 a so when God is manifest fully, which means all his love, Akila Rasamrita Murti, that's Krishna. So there's one God. But when he doesn't, in different relationships that people have outside of Vrindavan, when it's the wonderful feeling, it's majestic of, of my Lord and my Master, um, he's not manifest fully. So it's almost like it's the same person, but he has a different manifestation. It all happens within us. But God, he can manifest in different ways. And it's still that one person. So he's leaving now Vrindavan, but he's not leaving Vrindavan. He's not leaving Vrindavan. And when he goes in the water and he sees Krishna and Balaram and sees their manifestation in what's going to happen, which is Aishvarya, majesty, opulence, And this is also the essence of Rathayatra, because when he wants to come back, why is Radharani not satisfied when Krishna leaves Brahmavan? Because he can't manifest. It's the same person, but he can't manifest himself fully. It's just like if someone has a lover and they meet them in a, a public place, and the relationship is not really known, then... The, 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 the lover can't come out. So it, it, technically speaking, it is Krishna and it's not Krishna. Because if you define Krishna as Akila Rasa Mrita Murti, not just God, but God when he manifests himself fully, then it's technically not Krishna. It is Krishna and it's not Krishna. So it wants to take Krishna, who's not Krishna, <laughs> back to Vrindavan so he can be Krishna, so he can be her lover. So this is like the seed of that. Um, now I'm just going to start just briefly with, with Nishringadev's appearance. And, and what I like to do when I speak on Lord Nishringadev, because there's many ways to do it, is just meditate on what are, and I'll just cover like one or two, but what are like the main philosophical points 
In fact, if we think of this Leela, which, which I don't know how many chapters in the Bhagavatam that it actually covers, so many, so many chapters it covers, a great deal of the seventh canto. There is, I just, even just think of, of the, some of our key verses that come from, from, from this story. One of the key verses I'm thinking of, and I really, I, the reason why I think it's a key verse, the reason why I think it's a key verse is because it's Prabhupada's longest purport in the Bhagavatam. I believe the two longest purports, and if we look at the purports as his personal ecstasies, the two verses that have the, the, the longest purports, we can, what we can say, it's rasa, I don't know if it's tattva, but it's my mood. And my mood is, is that these are Prabhupada's ecstasy. So what is Srinvata Swa Kata Krishna Punya Shravana Kirtan? No, 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 no. Shravanam Kirtan and Vishnu Smaranam Parasevanam Archanam Vandanam Dasyam Sakyam Atna. The nine processes of devotional service. It's like 20 pages. Prabhupada just talking about that's it. His ecstasies a lot in the Bhagavatam are Abhidayata because the the second verse that I think is, is almost as big as that is the fourth verse of the Chati Shloka Bhagavatam, which represents Abhideya. It, 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 it's, it's to see for bhakti in the whole Bhagavatam, this one verse spoken to Lord Brahma. It's to see for the whole bhakti presentation. And it says, we should search for this referring to the previous verse, which discussed the vision of Prema Bhakti, which interesting that that verse of Prema came before the Abhideya, because to have a, a, a practice, you have to have a goal. So you have to present the goal first, Prema. That's the goal. We should search for this directly and indirectly, Everywhere and anywhere. And that word, everywhere and anywhere, indicates the universal applicability of bhakti. That there's no material qualification for bhakti. Other processes, and you want to do rituals and things, there's so much money required, so many mantras, so many sadkarma, nipano, vipro, mantra, tantra, visharada. There has to be so many. And jnana, we know even from the Bhagavad Gita, this is seclusion and celibacy and so many things. And Prabhupada goes off on that purport. That you don't even have to be born to practice bhakti. Prahlad Maharaj in the womb. You don't have to be a human being to practice bhakti. What to speak of caste, gender, he just goes through every single category and gives reference from the Shastras that everyone is available and eligible for bhakti. So that verse, and of course there's Prahlad Maharaj's prayers, 
in the box, you know, to his schoolmates, which is another nice section of that. Kumara, Achari, Pragyo, Dharman, Bhagavataniha, Dulabhammanasan, Janma, Tara, Pratur, Marta. Pallad, Kumara, Achari, Pragyo, even someone who is Pragya, if he's a child, he is Pragya. Gya means no, Pragya it is, extends it. If he's really intelligent, really insight, what is the quality? He's telling his classmates, Dharman Bhagavatanya, if you practice Dharma. Dulabha Manasan Janma. Why? Because Dulabha Manasan Janma, the human form is Dulabha, it's very difficult to attain. Tat apyadruvam artadam. It's temporary, like every other species of life. It's temporary. But it has value. Why does it have value? Because you can worship God. That's the value of our life. And he's, he's explaining this to his, 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 his kids, his children. Another thing I really like about Prahlad, I really like about Prahlad Maharaj, um, is his example of pure devotional service. And you know, in the Bhagavatam, when, when Dharma is explained, what it, I think the question is, what is the ultimate absolute good? What is the essence of the scriptures? I can just see this feast today is going to be uh, watching the cooks walk in the door. Chimayrana, did you bring something? Yeah, okay, I'll let it be offered before we salivate. I'm just saying, like, one of the best cooks just walks in the door. Okay. So, Tadapyadruvam Artadam. One of the verses, Subai pum so, paro dharmo, yitom akdira doksaji, ahoitaki, apartiata, yatma supersiati. What satisfies the self? Subai pum so, paro dharmo, the best activity. Yitom akdira doksaji, to serve God, how? Ahoitaki apartiata. So the example of apartiata unbroken is Prahlad. Because to break something, you can only break something if you give something better than doing it, or you give someone more pain than giving it up. That's the only way that you want to break. So mostly it's easy to break something. Oh, give this up. I'll give you, you know, 100,000. What do you want? Oh, stop. Right. Give this up or I'm going to beat the crap out of you. I'm going to twist your arm and stump on you and give it up. I kind of like doing this. But I think there's more pain, you know, giving up the. I think there's more pain in what you're going to do than me giving up the activity. But Prahlad, throw him in a pit of snakes. No, there's a snake bite or separation. You know, this they really feel this. 
That's how Christianity spread. One of the ways was the martyrs. Because the martyrs, they had such an experience with Jesus that the pain of giving up Jesus was greater than anything people could do to them. And when people saw this, when they saw these... Because I read a book on how Christianity came from this little cult to this world thing. It wasn't a long book. Jerry Waitemars once gave it to me. It was a, you know, a good scholar. Gave many, many reasons how it happened. Sociological reasons. But one of the main reasons it happened was the martyrs. These people were being tortured. They said, give up Jesus. No. The pain of giving up Jesus is greater than anything you can do. So what were people thinking? What do these people have in their hearts? It's, it, it really, you know, what do these people have in their hearts? You know, can't break it. I, and one example was Giriraj Swami when his father came to, you know, Calcutta. You know, and offered like, him like a, a million dollars or something. His father was a rich guy. You know, give up Krishna Kansi. He had nothing. And he was saying, you know, his father couldn't give him anything better than what he was doing, which was serving Prabhupada's lotus feet. So, so Pallad is also that. Okay, um, I'm a real time person. I got about a couple more minutes. Um, uh, and then, then Maharaj will speak on what the Shrikadev for a half hour. He, he said, I said, you can speak five or ten minutes more. I said, don't give me more because then I could go longer. You can need the time, 30 minutes. He's a very nice scholar. So just uh, maybe, Drista, any point that struck you, Rudrani? I don't know, put you on the spot. Uh, Maharaj, we'll just, uh, we're just listening. Uh, nice class. We really appreciate your, uh, okay. your uh, insights. Thank you very much. Oh. Uh, nothing to add right now. Okay. I'm sorry to put you on the spot, but... Oh, that's okay. You can put me on the spot anytime. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Okay. Maharaj, that, yeah. Okay, you this here? Yeah. You had some point? Yeah. yeah. Particularly when you talked about... Um, the connoisseur yeah. of spiritual life. I was, I'm visiting my sister and brother-in-law in Asheville, North Carolina. <clears throat> They've been through stroke and throat cancer and all this. And we were speaking yesterday about prodigies. You know, we speak of musicians, we speak of artists, we speak of intelligence like Einstein, but we don't speak of spiritual prodigies too often. So I liked your point. It reinforced what we were coincidentally discussing yesterday, that spiritual prodigies are actually even the most important. That's actually a good point, because the whole Mahabharata and the whole Vedic culture and the whole Raghunuga Bhakti is actually to present exemplars. It's to present exemplars. That's the whole point. Okay. I'm going to switch seats with Maharaj because we have this here. And now we'll hear about Lord Nishriya Thank you so much, Maharaj, for coming. Mm -hmm. And for those of you that are 
in Latin America, Marge is from Argentina. So at the end, he has to say three sentences in Spanish. <laughs> okay. So, <clears throat> in the service of 
Maharaj, she invited me to share some words concerning Narsimha Chaturdasi. We will be celebrating that this next uh, Tuesday. So, and it was very interesting because whatever Maharaj was saying, somehow or other was connected to so many things. I was planning to share, I was sharing these days. I've been speaking last month on Akrura taking Krishna from Vrindava. Now we are speaking about the Brahma Gita. So. There are no coincidences there. <laughs> so. But in connection to Nishimha Dev, I was mainly planning to speak about Prahlad Maharaj because you cannot speak about uh, the, the effect without the cause, if you will. <laughs> um, I was thinking about sharing some words connected to Sriman Mahaprabhu because Sri Chaitanya Dev is, of course, this today of our Sampradaya, Bodhi Sampradaya, Maharaj say that most upgraded version of the Absolute, if you will. <laughs> Krishna Das Kaviraj calls Mahaprabhu Paratattva Simma, which means the ultimate limit of divinity. But Krishna in his most uh, updated form, if you will, upgraded form, maximized form. And he was very fond, Mahaprabhu himself was very fond of hearing Prahlad Chari, Narasimha Halila from the lips of Gadada Pandya. So again, we go back to the topic of connoisseurs. <laughs> in, in, on the shores of, of Jagannath Puri, Gadadhar Pandis, who is Radha herself, and Gaur Lila, is giving Bhagavad class to Gaur Krishna. So you can imagine what must be those Srimad Bhagavatam classes given by Radharani herself. <laughs> Krishna is his pupil, and he says that in Chaitanya Charitamrita, Misisya Guru Nada, Radhikar Premamna. I'm a pupil in the school of Sri Radha Sprem. The love makes me dance, so many wonderful different dances. So Gadadhar Pandit was instructing on a daily basis Mahaprabhu about how he can be successful tasting Radhavag, Radhapem, along with people like Sarup Ramananda, where so many connoisseurs were there. And it is said that Mahaprabhu loved to hear this Pralacharit, Chaitanya Bhagavatam. He loved to hear Pralacharit and Dhruvacharit, these two wonderful voice, miracle voice of, of the Bhagavatam. And there are many levels of explanation as to why he loved to hear these sections. And, and it is said that he will ask another Pandit to speak it again, hundreds of times. No? Prolatory was over, he will say, let's jump into the tenth canton, let's go to the rest, go again to Prolatory and hundreds. Once I remember hearing Bhaktivala Tirtha Maharaj, very revered Sadhana, he will say, if you hear Prolat, Charit Narasimha Lila once and say, and, and someone starts to speak it again and say, I already know that one. He mm. said, you, you, you never heard Palachar. Mahabharata was here after hundred times and un unsatiated, you say, mm. asking for more. So Adana Triptam says, Sanatana Goswami, you give your, you want more, you want more. Divine dissatisfaction, if you want. So, of course, we could say, yeah, Mahaprabhu liked to hear from the lips of Gadada about Prahlad Maharaj because, mm, on one level, I don't know, Prahlad was in the womb of his mother in Vrindavan for so long, while Nara was instructing him, and, and Dhruva Maharaj went to Madhavan to meditate, so some Vrindavan connection was there, Mahaprabhu had some divine bias towards Vrindavan. That's one thing I'm saying, or some other thing will say, Mahaprabhu was trying to culture the mood of Radha, Radha Bhav. And in the, in the daily life of Sri Radha, there are so many obstacles in her 
attempt to join Krishna on a daily basis. Mm. To begin with, Jatila, Tutila, Abhimanju, obstacles at home, obstacles on the path. And when you hear Pralacharit, so many obstacles he had to face, as Maharaj was telling Dhruvacharit, so many obstacles he had to face. So Mahaprabhu would say sometimes he was hearing those lilas with so many overcoming of obstacles, and he was in the mood of trying to culture out about all these different obstacles in the cult of meeting Krishna. But also, and I, I, I would like to point to focus more in this direction, I will say that Mahaprabhu also wanted to hear Pralatari so many times because Mahaprabhu is Krishna and he's Acharya Lila, not like Krishna acting as an Acharya, showing this, as a sannyas especially. So showing the standard of what's the very foundation of, of, of Sudha Bhakti, which is what Pralat is showing. In one sense, we could say, well, Pralat Maharaj is not a Brajabhakta, he is not showing the highest degree of whatever, Madhurya Prem. Okay, but that, that, it doesn't mean that he's not totally glorious and we are not totally. I mean, Mahaprabhu was. It's not, he was a Santa Bhakta only. He was only Santa Rasa. So, Mahaprabhu came to give Charibhav, Dasi Sakyavat Sali Madhurya. He didn't include Santa Rasa, so. But why he was hearing about Pralat Santa Rasa hundreds of <laughs> So we shouldn't be, uh, uh, say in English, like uh, ra race, uh, no, racist. 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 <laughs> I, I know Maras likes to coins, coin terms, right? <laughs> so we, we sometimes can be racist, not racist, but racist. To so be racist in the context of Ah, oh, that racist is too low. I don't go to the high so, I, so that's racism. <laughs> Indulge in racism in the context of bhakti racism. That's very delicate. <laughs> Be careful with someone like Prahlad. Oh, it's a Santa Bhakta. So much to <laughs> And again, Vishrin Hadev is, I mean, is born out of the womb of Prahlad's bhakti. I mean, technically he was born from a pillar, but substantially speaking, he was born because of Prahlad's bhakti. Prahlad has a particular type of bhakti for Krishna. Krishna was the istadeva of Prahlad, actually. And Krishna appeared in that particular form to properly reciprocate in accordance with, with Prahlad's bhakti. So that's why we generally, for example, when we speak about Krishna, we know Krishna is Jasoda Nandan because we consider, okay, Krishna was born from Jasoda, according to the Goswami's view, he was born. Okay, from the Bhakti one form, but from the Soda, yeah, from her womb. So we call him Jasodananda, but also because he was born out of the Bhakti of Jasoda. Kavi Karnapur, he said once, the whole Leela of Krishna in, in, on earth was made for Jasoda. So she can have the experience of giving birth to Krishna. Because in Nitya, in Golokvrindavan, Krishna is never born. He's only being born of the Prakatlila. So the greatest joy for a mother is to give birth. The greatest joy for the Soda is to give birth to Krishna. So Kavitarnapur said the whole Prakatlila in Braj was only for the Soda. <laughs> mm -hmm. And Krishna is known as being born from her womb and her bhakti. But we so we hear the Soda Nanda, but we will never hear uh, Nishimha Devi's Stamba Nanda, the son of the pillar. Because <laughs> there was no fine. So he was born of the womb of Prahlad's bhakti. So we are, 
course, we speak about Narasimha there, but Narasimha Chaturdasi, but the main character there is Prahlad Maharaj. He died. <laughs> so, and he's teaching so many important things, even his, again, his Santa Bhakti is so foundational to the whole, like, building of Bhakti Rasa. Mm -hmm. Santa Bhakti has to do, I will concentrate on two main points, which will be selflessness, lack of separate interest, and universal compassion. So those two are not things to skip very quickly in the name of pursuing the highest Rasa and Braj. I mean, all those things are included there in Braj. So sometimes it's dangerous because we, we have a, such, as Maharaj was saying, such a high theology has such a refined detail, connoisseur-like description of the goal. And, and we can like relax in, in how high is our goal and not pay close attention to all these so-called lower things like universal compassion and selflessness, which are not low at all. <laughs> in the name of, no, no, I want to go straight to the high thing. So we can just like became la lazy in, in connection to the greatness of, of, of our ideal. Yeah, the ideal is so great, but it doesn't mean that we need to follow some crumbs, some sequence. So, so Prahlad was showing this idea of how to be Nishkam, Krishna Bhakti Nishkam, Atayiva Sunita Bhakti Mukti Siddhikami Sakami Sunita Sis Krishna Bhaskara. The devotee of Krishna is in peace because he he's free from separate interests. He has no selfish desire. So that's what Santa Rasa is about. You are in peace. Why? Because you have no separate desire. That's an interesting. Again, we can say, no, but we are all for desiring to please Krishna. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But we have to understand that the other thing is included in that one. <laughs> so, for example, the famous situation with Uranika Shippu, who is the very personification of the opposite thing, <laughs> selfish desire, he was being killed on the womb of on the, sorry, on the lap of Nusrima there. Uh, the point is, when he was already killed, Nusrima there was in Ugra mood, mode, and, and garlanding himself, but Narnika, it sounds like a gore, a sin. Not gore, but gore. <laughs> <laughs> so, and all the devas were there praising Nusrima the there, and they were afraid of getting closer to him. Mm. Why? Because they were witnessing, oh, Nisrimha Dev is so angry, but he's angry at selfish desire, which is personified in Hiranyaka And all the Devas are considered Sakama Bhaktas, which means devotees with some separate desire. <laughs> so the point is, oh, he's so angry at separate interest. We have some of that also. But we don't want to get closer to him in that state. We don't know what will what may happen. Mm -hmm. And that's why at that point all the Devas say to Prahlad, you go. <laughs> you pacify him. <laughs> because you are totally pacified. You have no separate desire. <laughs> we are not so much in peace. There is some sakam there yet. <laughs> of course, akama, sarvakama, bhav, moksha, kama, dharadi. Whether you are full of desire, no desire, you go to Krishna. But Prahlad is representing this. So Prahlad is nishkam. He has no separate desire. So he was running and jumps into the lap of the Srinhadev. The Srinhadev immediately enters into, he starts to leak like a kitten, no? and totally like melting because of the peacefulness and selflessness mm. of Prahlad. So that's a very interesting point it's, it's, it's mentioned there. 
And also, as Maharaj mentioned, I, I, I also totally agree that this new Srimkavila is sharing all of the main foundational philosophical points of our Siddhanta from the very beginning of the Lila, which you know the whole beginning is up there in Vaikuntha, when Naraya wants to taste Vira um, Ras, she got removed. He wants to have a good fight, but he's in Vaikuntha, so he has no one to fight with. <laughs> Uh, one thing is Krishna and Vrindavan and Subal, Sridhan, they will throw him to the ground, they will defeat Krishna. <laughs> but in Vaikuntha, no one will dare to, to fight. So even embrace Narayan, no? as we know in the Brihad Bhagavatamrita, when Gopa Kumar arrived to Vaikuntha, his, his Prem Netra, his love eyes, so Madan Gopa. So he saw Narayan and said, Oh, Gopal, and he ran to embrace him. <laughs> and everyone in Vaikuntha, for the first time, there was anxiety in Vaikuntha. Vaikuntha <laughs> became Sakunta, a place of anxiety. You want to embrace God. You know? so, so now God wants a big fight, for sure. Nobody in Vaikuntha was, okay, come. <laughs> but as you know, Jaya and Vijay, they were thinking, We want to please you by offering you the possibility of tasting Vira Ras. But Bhagavan won't taste Ras without his devotees. I mean, the experience of Ras is not with a non-devotee. Only because Bhagavan doesn't move outside this, the orbit of his Swarup Shakti. Mm. So whatever he wants to experience has to be in connection with, as Mara said today, Bhaktiananda. That's the type of experience. He doesn't know the experience of being under the influence of Maya Shakti. Mm. That will compromise his position as, as God. So his devotees offered that day, Vijay, okay. We will fall from Vaikuntha. <laughs> there we have a very important first philosophical point. Nobody falls from Vaikuntha, actually. <laughs> and that's interesting because that's the only place in the whole Bhagavatam when the topic comes. And, and when Judiciary Maras is hearing all this narration from Judiciary, say, Jai and Vijay fell from Vaikuntha. I cannot believe that happened. That can possibly happen. And of course, Narayan said, No, it didn't happen. And Prabhupada, in his purpose, said, It is a fact that no one falls from Vaikuntha. Just read that this morning. Okay, interesting. <laughs> <laughs> he begins like scientifically proved it is a fact. <laughs> Why he says so another time? That's for another lecture. <laughs> but, but we know that the one foundational point is you cannot fall from the from the spiritual world because it's a place that is fully enveloped by the Swarup Shakti. So, I mean, Swarup Shakti overwhelms Krishna. What to speak of dismissing Maya? It, it totally overwhelms Bhagavan himself. There's no entry point for the gunas or whatsoever. So, well, that's a, that's a, a very interesting point, I would say. And uh, what else can we share in connection to, to Prahlad's Bhakti? Well, again, this selflessness of, of Prahlad is really... Yeah, foundational to our very devotional project because, again, when we say, okay, he's a Santa Bhakta, he's not a Raga Bhakta, even some may say he's a Sadhana Siddha, although it's interestingly described that Prahlad Maras is a Nitya Siddha, but who acts as a Sadhana Siddha because we know about the previous life of Prahlad, similar with Narad Muni, mm. he's considered Nitya Siddha, but we hear in the Bhagavatam, he himself narrates his previous life. He's a Prabhupada says in his purpose, he's a mixed Siddha. <laughs> he's eternally perfect, but he appears as if attaining perfection, like showing us how 
the way to, to reach in that particular direction. So Prahlad Maharaj will say, well, he's a Santa Bhakta, he's not a Raga Bhakta, okay, I agree with that, Sanatana Goswami said, he's a Jnani Bhakta, which means not Jnani in the sense of follower of Shankaracharya, but he has Ashwarya Jnana, he's aware of Krishna's God, so he will behave accordingly, it's okay. And there's an important point for us there also, because Prahlad's Bhakti Saj, which is beautiful, but it's a particular flavor of Bhakti, that he doesn't feel the need. He doesn't feel that Bhagavan has needs. So that he doesn't feel the need to serve his needs. The fall. He doesn't feel, oh, Bhagavan may need a massage. Hanuman may feel that towards Ram. In Vrindavan, they will feel so many needs. Krishna needs so many things. He's such a needy person. <laughs> he even needs to steal, to lie, to this. To He's needy from tip to toe. This is what Nanda Maharaj said to Uda when Uda was trying to pacify Nanda Maharaj and his as a messenger. Oh, you are fortunate. You have so much love for he who you think is your son, but who is actually God. And Nanda Maharaj said, what? I, mean, I, I heard that you were a sage person, Udav. I heard you were Shastravi, but now I realize you are speaking nonsense. I mean, you say that my Lala is God? I mean, I know how God is. He's Shanti Purusha, he's the personification of peace, he's Atmaram, he's up to count, self satisfied. Krishna has so many desires, <laughs> so many necessities. I mean, I have Pratyaksha, direct experience of that on a daily basis. <laughs> He steals, he lies. I mean, God doesn't do all those things. He's the exact opposite of God. <laughs> That's in Raja psychology. You know? So Buddha is just like, what to do here? But the point, important point, this is interesting here is as much as your object of worship doesn't have any need, you won't feel the, any need to, to satisfy those needs. As much as you, your, your is the death, let's say, is self satisfied, there's not much to do. And that's why. By Kuntha, there's mostly Santarasa, like beatific, contemplating the beatific vision of God. And some Dasya, not the full face of Dasya, what to speak Sakya, Vatsalya. But as much as God appears in a, in a needy form, if you will, of course it's a need that is born out of love. It's not the need that is born out of existential void on this side of the creation. But Krishna has needs. Mahaprabhu is so needy. I will say it's the most Mahaprabhu is the most uh, word? vulnerable face of the absolute. But at the same time, the most volcanic one. <laughs> there is a connection between vulnerability and empowerment. <laughs> but they are so needy. The point is, so much service is required. So much I have to do to them, to offer to them. So as much as we identify with, with the necessity of service, there will, will come an identity of service. I mean, we, we are trying to develop an identity as servants, but we will only develop identity as servants as much as we identify with a necessity of service, and that I am there to perform, and so on. So that's point interesting that Prahlad is teaching indirectly. In his own mood, he doesn't feel there is much necessity, so his mood is more passive. But as much as the object of worship tur turns out to be needy, <laughs> so much is there to do. And you will feel in those terms. That's the standard of Rizal. Whether it be Sakya Rasa, Vatsalya Rasa, Krishna needs so much you know, that I play with him, that I... whatever, according to the different 
Moonis. So what else? Something from some teaching from Irania Kasipu also for sure. We have to extract one more thing before finishing. <laughs> well, of course, Irania Kasipu actually, in one sense, he has higher bhakti than Prahlad, if you will. <laughs> in a esoteric way, he's jive. He's one of gatekeepers of Vaikuntas and Vaishnav have say when nursing garlands with his, how do you say? Intestines. Intestines, yeah. actually, he's in gar out self-garlanding with his own, the essence of his own devotee. Helping him remember, he's trying to help him to have a good fight for three birds and live that. And Irania Kasipu had some, there are many nice sections in the Bhagavatam that if you understand them out of context, uh, it seems that Irania Kasipu is presenting the full Siddhanta. He's speaking so much wisdom, so many incredible mm -hmm. things, but he's an Asura. <laughs> and he's saying everything in in a separate, he's trying to support his family members here and there, but then he's doing something totally different. So he's not, as you say here, how do you say, like walking the talk? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. He doesn't walk the talk. No? I mean, he has prachar, but no achar. So that's interesting. The very word prachar, which we translate as preaching, includes the word achar, which means proper behavior. Mm -hmm. So, and pra, pra means a very special type of. So, pra achar means a very special type of behavior, which we translate as preaching. That's the main, as Maharaj was saying, uh, Mahaprabhu with Sarvabhoma. His achar was so powerful, he was just in silence for a whole week. And just being silent, he converted the greatest logician of all India, without saying one single word. But because his achar was, spoke so loudly, <laughs> but Iranika Sipu did the opposite. He spoke so nicely, but no achar. Prachar, but no achar. So if you take the word prachar, you take out the word achar, you only have the P and the R. R, no? Mm -hmm. Public relationships. <laughs> That's the only thing that remains there. In the name of preaching. <laughs> there is no proper <laughs> So, so many things. I'm just sharing some ideas that are coming to mind this moment regarding Prahlad Maharaj. And I, know I have to share my three sentences in Spanish. Maharaj also invited me to talk. <laughs> but... Yeah, one more, one more last thing regarding that because on Tuesdays Nursing had its appearance day and next day is um, rather a man's appearance day. Mm -hmm. So it's just very interesting in the sense that again we are focusing as our goal the service of Tribune down down. And if we properly appreciate someone like Prahlad, that will really nourish our back in that direction. The example is Gopal Bhatta Goswami, who was the day before Radha Raman appeared, mm -hmm. he was absorbed in Prahlad's Bhakti and Narasimha Vajaturdasi. And he was appreciating that so much that eventually, the next day, as we know, one of the twelve shilas he had manifested as rather Raman. So, in one sense, we could say Gopal Bhatta's appreciation of Prahlad's Bhakti gave birth to rather Raman, which has all to do with Vrindavan. So, by properly appreciating all these great personalities which show a standard of bhakti which not maybe Raj Bhakti but probably appreciating that that will nourish our bring down aspiration if you will. So how many is in that connection? Dr. Pralat Maraski yeah. So I will share some words in Spanish. Just a few sentences. Dina Banda will translate to the English speaking language. They all speak English. It's just, yeah, yeah. It's just the charm. You could just say it in Spanish and then he doesn't have to translate. Yeah.
Me reverencio a todos ustedes allí presentes. No, no sé bien de qué país cada voto está conectado allí, pero aquí Siladano Maharaj me entregó el servicio de compartir unas breves oraciones en español, así que simplemente expresar mi, mi aprecio, mi agradecimiento por la invitación de todos ustedes y esperar encontrarlos muy pronto donde Krishna nos lleve a cada uno. Okay. 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 Okay.